A style watch. We could watch TV on it. Why would you want to watch TV on your watch? I don't know. Next time you want to nick something, you take a partner. You're a terrible father. I kid, you got caught for stealing something as stupid as a TV watch! It does other things too! I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse! Hello, all, and welcome back to Into the Superverse. We're talking about the newest superhero movie on the block, The, the Su- Suicide Squad. Squad. 2021. <laughs> Not to be confused with Suicide Squad. Yes. 2018? 16, I think. What? Yeah. It's been a minute. Did we watch it later? Yeah, we watched it way okay. later. Uh, similar names. But it's kind of like Wolverine and the, the Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, like I get it. I don't. There are lots of names. Well, I think it was intentional to try to like, you know, they're not rebooting it, but they I think they would be happy if when people mentioned, oh, have you seen Suicide Squad? They would prefer them to be talking about this one and not the one with Jared Leto's Joker. That's because they got the big guns. Get it? <laughs> y'all get it? That would be James and Sean, for anyone that missed it. Um, much to talk about in this heavily R-rated film. First thing, speaking about the other one, they only took about 10 seconds to recap what did you miss last time on Suicide Squad, and that is literally all you needed, because nothing really happened in the first movie. no. I mean, you can go into this not having seen Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, or literally anything else. You're good to go. I mean, Captain Boomerang, Rick Flag, and Harley Quinn are all here, but they maybe make a passing reference at most. And Viola Davis. Yeah, and that's okay. That's just fine. So I had kind of forgotten that James Gunn was like, yeah, this is definitely rated R. And I guess Warner Brothers was like, okay, we're kind of moving on from trying to do our DC equivalent of the MCU. So, like, let's, you know, let people spice it up a little bit. So you can tell, like, right off the bat, within the first 10 minutes or so, the tone of this, I think, is way more in line with, like, what the first one should have been. It was like, these people are expendable. Because Amanda Waller and other people like her are the ones calling the shots. And they are going to die. And Graphically. Quite, yeah, graphically. Gorily. It's not a word, but a lot of that. Including uh, Pete Davidson, you know, gets his entire face blown off about five minutes in. We think Weasel dies jumping out of the helicopter. So I... Did Molly utter, I hope he does die? You sure did. You sure did. You were like, I don't want him for the rest of the movie. And you know what? You still got your wish. Yeah. Who knows if we're ever going to see him again? Probably not. It's just annoying. Like, the CGI <laughs> noises and stuff. Yeah. Like, we already dealt with the shark throughout the whole movie, and that was almost lovable. And I was <laughs> like, I'm just not doing this. Yeah. No, we the... did not need it. Um, but, you know. Sorry, so... Sean Gunn. Nothing <laughs> against you. <laughs> I wonder if he was doing the noises. No. Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Um, Because in the first Suicide Squad, they show us 
that they have all their bombs and places in their necks, and they're like, you know, we'll get you if you go off mission. But they only actually detonate the bomb on the guy whose specialty is using a fucking grappling hook, who tries to grappling hook away like a minute into the mission and gets exploded, and then everybody else on the team lives. So even though it's like, yeah, they were like the main characters of this movie and they walked away okay, the fact that the opening scene had like seven people get killed, I'm like, yeah, this this seems right. Because you know that they'll just keep churning them out. They got plenty of people like, like I don't even know what Pete Davidson's character was. Like he's just a guy. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that was going to be one of my overall questions was, are these characters from comics or are they made up? Like the polka dot guy. I think they are all, and I'm not like an expert on DC comic characters, so I can't say for certainty that all of them are, but I am pretty sure that every single one of these characters is from a comic. And some of them were probably like really minor appearances, but I actually saw something today about polka dot man and about James Gunn's decision to use him in this. And he was because there are other characters that were created like as jokes. But I think the original Polka Dot Man was not really like, he was played straight in the comics. So there was like, I like that at one point this character was taken seriously so I can use that a bit. Um, you say Polka Dot weird. Polka Dot? You say it like polka, the music polka. polka. Which I know it's spelled the same spell. way. <laughs> I make a distinction between po- polka dots po- and polka, polka. Dot, polka dots. Eh, well, <laughs> him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think Which isn't all... he from Batman? He's from Batman. He's from Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, he is an Ant-Man. He's really funny yeah. in Ant-Man. Yeah, he's like a great actor. Yeah. Like, he actually did a really good job uh, with Milton. polka dot man. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only one that cared about Milton. Um... So, okay, so that was one of my questions was, are these all real characters? And then I thought when they were like, okay, we're going to go back three days later, I was like, oh, so we're actually going to get these people in the movie. We're going to go back. But we didn't. We just did an Idris Elba intro. And I wasn't mad about it. I kind of liked that they flipped it a little bit on its head. But Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) I was like, what is this structure? But... Uh, the way that it like jumped around throughout the movie, I actually liked it because it, you know, at the end of the day, much like the first one, it's just one mission. They're being sent to do one thing. But I the way that, that it was approached well. was a lot better, in my opinion, because you had things like they have to help the rebels and they have to make stops to help Harley Quinn. And yeah, you they know, had it, a lot of intermission missions. Yeah. And that combined with James Gunn's use of like the intertitles, like built into the scenes, I really liked that. Was that was awesome. That was really cool. So like the very first thing was like there was blood coming out of someone's head. Oh, what's Savant his name? Michael Roker's head. Yeah, and it just turned into like Warner Brothers presents and then like they had like three days later it was part of like trees or something like that. Yeah. Um and that was really cool how they incorporated that. Yeah. They really let, like, James Gunn clearly had a lot of creative control uh, between that and him coming out of, like, his horror movie days. Sure, he loved getting to, like, he probably had, like, all these contacts for, like, VFX and 
yeah makeup Wasn't and trying to gore artist realistic necessarily yeah. yeah something felt i mean obviously it wasn't like grounded um but like more comic-y more gimmicky like i couldn't think of the word of like what this movie felt like like what is that like kind of like almost supercilious horror kind of referred to as um oh like um like grindhouse yeah i guess yeah but i guess it wasn't really like just that. like ultra gratuitous yeah but like there's something like car- almost like cartoony or well i mean, I mean I guess it's like comic yeah i i think like... it's totally and it's like because there are movies that do gore and like brutal deaths where it's like very like shockingly realistic and like kind of uncomfortable this movie was just like gross they're, we're gonna if someone gets killed, they're gonna explode in the most gruesome way possible, and blood's gonna spray everywhere. And it's not, it's not realistic anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> but they still... have an alien that they didn't introduce of like where this alien came from. They have a shark that is walking around and talking. I love. They have a person that can disembody themselves. I was just like, okay. Oh, yeah. Because the comedy almost felt like Deadpool and, like, just, like, also the violence. But, like, Deadpool is at least, like, kind of in our world. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, no. This is, like, very much within, like, this stuff is acceptable. But I still think it's funny that someone, like... Like, what universe are we in? That's what I was, like, wondering. It's, like, still we're technically still in, like, the Justice League universe. But it doesn't feel like it. We are not in what's-his-name's universe. Um... Snyder? Nolan? No, Snyder. Well, we're, it's supposed to be the Snyder. That's what I'm saying, but like yeah, we're but not. No, we're not in no, Snyder's not. universe. So I probably watched this and was like, why didn't they let me use that much gore? <laughs> but this was like too bright and like happy. <laughs> yeah. Even more people died in this than like all of the other superhero movies combined. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's literally bright. Like a lot of the film is, and like the the way that the characters are interacting, they're not all like mopey and stuff. Like even Ratcatcher, who has like the most depressing backstory, is just like not mopey. She's just tired she's all the time. She's the best. <laughs> she she's the heart of this movie. So. Well, that's why they let her stay alive for yeah. this one. I had a like pool of character deaths. Um, I was like, I feel like Rick Flag is gonna die. Cross that off. I had blood sport. I thought they were maybe going to kill Idris Elba. Like, he'd have to sacrifice himself for Ratcatcher. Peacemaker? Not really. Polka Dot Man? Yes. <laughs> and I said bonus points for Harley or Ratcatcher, even though I was like, they're not going to kill do Harley. Harley. But they could have fake killed her. Yeah. And then I was going to add... Well, I had a note, like, towards... This was towards the end. I was like, I was going to add King Shark to this list, but he literally died as I typed it because he was getting eaten by those fish. But then, but then he wasn't then I, dead, dot, right? dot, dot. Or did he? Yeah, because then he shows up like five minutes later, which I was very happy about because he was one of my favorites. So you just guessed everyone was going to die? Yeah, well, one of my first notes was like like 99% of these people are going to die, right? Like, I was fully expecting... I thought Pete like, Davidson one. was going to die. Yeah. And he did. He sure did. And the weasel. Weasel. I wasn't anticipating that. so many deaths, but it didn't really bothered me the polka dot guy bothered me that one that one was just like well he went on, he went on top 
Heard him on bottom. He did. <laughs> wow. You know, he did someone. I saw a Reddit comment that was like talking about how sad it was. And it was like, well, at least he died a hero. And it was like, well, from his perspective, it was like, at least he died. Doesn't have to walk around seeing his mom everywhere. Did, is his mom still alive? I didn't feel like we got clarity on that. Or is it implied that he killed her? Unclear. I don't know. I kind of thought she was still alive. But who could say? I like that they traded Deadshot for like another marksman. Just like oh, same yeah. skill set. But he felt, I think a lot of people thought that he was just going to be like literally slotted in with a different name and actor. But he felt like very much like a distinct character. But I think they had wanted to kind of leave that open in case Will Smith wanted to come back. But he didn't. So. Yeah, no, it made sense. And honestly, like, I like Will Smith a lot, but he doesn't fit with the vibe. Like, I couldn't see Will Smith being in this. Like, and yes, I think Idris Elba is supposed to, like, fill a similar role, like, kind of curmudgeon but, like, Idris Elba has more of, like, the sense of humor, I think, than, like, Will Smith does. Yeah, and he... Uh... Will Smith was almost more like... No, he wasn't even, like, John Cena's character, because John Cena's, like... Very straight-laced, I guess. Very confused at how John Cena ended up in prison. Will Smith didn't really come off too much like a villain in the first one. Yeah, he's like, I'm used to playing the hero. Like, he's just, like, a well That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's just because it's Will Smith. Like, I could not see him in this movie. Like, with all the blood and stuff. But, like, I think he did a good job in, like, Hancock playing, like, the asshole. Yeah, that's true. Like, not anti-hero, but... Either way, I definitely think it worked out that they had to get rid of him because I think this this team is just better overall. I was yeah. sad that Captain Boomerang got murked so early because I actually liked him in the first one. He was like my favorite character, but you know what was he gonna do? I mean, actually, he, he was did he was putting off a, someone's yeah, head. he did pretty well. I even started to be sad that Flag died, even though at the very beginning of the movie, I was like, this guy has no personality. Why is he here? And I then was... by the end, I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually upset about it. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck did you get me to care about him? Like, we were like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot going on, does he? And he still didn't. But, you know, he was the one making, he made a good call. But, I, you know, reading about the movie, it was like, well, it was kind of shocking that he was still, like, running it. Because he also, like, did not do what Waller wanted in the first one. Like, he was, like, still working with the, the squad, but he was not, like, following her orders to a T. It doesn't seem like she's the kind of person that would, like, keep someone like that around. Well, she kind of punished him by being, like, you're the distraction. Yeah. But then she did try and go save him. Yeah. So. Um... I felt, this is a weird thing to say, but the credit song weirdly felt kind of like Rocky Horror to me. <laughs> I don't know T- Tell why. me more about that. I cannot explain why. It was just like this song that felt very like misfitty, like happy-go-lucky or something like that. And that's how Rocky Horror feels to me, like misfits and like just doing their song and dance. <laughs> Oh, please. If somebody if somebody had that same thought, please let us know. It wasn't even a full thought, but I did write it down, I guess. So That's full enough. 
I did like the soundtrack in this a lot. Um, of course, it's it was, James Gunn. You have to expect that there's going to be a good soundtrack. And I, I think I liked it more than the soundtrack for the first one because all the songs in the first one were like so on the nose and like distracting because they used like such... Like they had like, um, was it like Fortunate Son or whatever when they're like at the prison for the first time? And it was just like, okay, we're, they're in Louisiana, so we're going to fucking play CCR. It was like, think outside the box a little bit. And he did. The only thing consistent between the two movies is how unlikable Viola Davis is. And I think that's just a testament to her acting that I could dislike her so much. Oh, she is the worst. And she was like even more like, she was going off the rails in this one. And I, I really liked what they did with like her, you know, staff. Pro- her staff and they provided them some story too. Cause I was like, how do these people like sleep at night <laughs> doing this work? I mean, obviously to an extent, cause they're making bets on who's going to die first, but even they have limits, <laughs> I suppose. It felt very like Jurassic Park, like all of them, like in the on their computers. Yeah. Like watching, like what's happening, all the destruction. Oh, I liked how they introduced like Bloodsport's thing with his daughter because it was very, it could have very easily been like, oh, he's like remorseful, a which he kind of is, but like, yeah, but no. But he's not. <laughs> he's just like a dick. No prison would ever like be okay with yelling like, Scream, fuck you back scream. and forth. Like there was also no one around, I guess maybe because like Viola Davis was like, no, they need to have this conversation. But it's I was like, this is the most unrealistic <laughs> thing about this whole movie. <laughs> I also noticed, well, I didn't notice that somebody on Reddit posted it, but they like totally changed how the prison looks on the outside versus the first movie, which was kind oh, of like... Oh, is it supposed to be the same? Yeah, Belle Reve. And you kind of see, I guess, it's like something from the comics too. And I, I'm sure it's like based, the Suicide Squad origins in the comics are based on it. But you see it in this movie for like a split second. It's like a raised, like square looking structure, which I think is way more faithful. Because in the first one, it was just like a big encampment looking thing in a swamp. Um, isn't the Jotunheim a Marvel thing? Isn't it? Jotunheim is like a, um, Norse mythology thing. It's like one of the nine realms. So it is in Marvel. Yeah. It's in Thor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a location. Oh, it's like the realm of the giants in Norse mythology. So Starro is definitely a giant, so it fits. Yes, speaking of Starro, I had a note that I was like, yeah, you know, a, a military coup seems more suitable of a mission for a group like the Suicide Squad. And then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> never mind. I should have known that wasn't it. But they gave us like a lot of information on what was happening <laughs> with the leadership of this country. Yeah, like we really got to know the. I don't. I didn't understand why they were including that Harley Quinn stuff and like the marriage and all of that. Like, yeah, no, it was like a lot. Also, why were birds such a big part of this movie? We started with a bird, with what's his name, killing it in the prison yard, 
that guy was really into birds. Obviously, I know the birds of prey thing, but like there were less birds and birds of prey. <laughs> I do. I really don't know. I was thinking about that too. I was like, yeah, bird fixation. And I felt really bad when they killed all the birds. Yeah, for no reason. But um, that that whole like Harley Quinn side quest was very like I enjoyed it a lot, and it has like a tie for one of for my favorite scene, but. It did feel very much like, okay, we have Harley Quinn in this, so we have to give her, like, her own thing. But I was I was very confused. You know, like, is she a global celebrity? Yeah. <laughs> like, also, like, what is this guy's deal? Like, I, I was <laughs> very confused. Did not know what was going on with that. But it ended in a very fun way. <laughs> and I guess um, some people took it as, like, a, it was a callback to Birds of Prey. That she killed him after mentioning that he was going to kill children and uh, recognizing red flags in her relationships. You know, that's growth. Her leaving is definitely, I'll just spoil my favorite scene from the That's one of mine, yeah. Movie. So good. Her fight scene was so good. I think I read that she did that, like, neck-breaking thing, like, on her own. Like, she was... Holding herself up. I loved the outfit too. And that whole scene with them putting the makeup on and stuff. That was really funny. I wonder if that was like actually the makeup team from. God, I hope so. The movie. Because. They didn't look like. They didn't look like (laughs) Hispanic or anything. Just a couple of randos. So we have that scene before any of this Harley Quinn stuff happens when. The uh, Team B or Team 2 has to go through the jungle and find Rick Flagg because he's being, quote-unquote, held in a prison camp. (laughs) And it only took you a couple seconds to realize that they were not killing. Oh, yeah. I was like, these are refugees. Like, this is not not what it looks like. And everyone just seemed so nice that they were killing. Yeah, and Bloodsport fucking burned two of them to death. Like, oh, God. The leader really got over it quick. Yeah. Like, I know she was upset, but I was like, damn, like, really? Like, you didn't try like, to... they killed a lot of <laughs> They killed, like, everybody. I think Flag fucked up. Like, how did he not, like... What was he doing? Just hanging out, drinking Doesn't tea. Doesn't he still have his earpiece? You would think. You would think. Or maybe Viola Davis knew that and sent them in any way. Because mm. she was like, we don't really want these rebels anyway. That does seem like some shit she would pull. Um, I don't have a lot more notes. Uh, let's see. I have a note about starfish. Oh, well, we'll get there. I have a, I have a couple yeah. more before that. Um, I had a couple other small things. I liked... I mean, we already talked about Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. But uh, he said his mom works at Star Labs, and that's the place where Cyborg's dad works in Justice League. So the tie-ins to the DCE are definitely sparse, but I like that they like you know made somewhat of an effort to to bring it in and remind people that they're still in the overarching DC universe. Um, also. In another great scene, which is where they all go to the bar where the thinker hangs out after he works. I thought I noticed that the actress that plays Mantis was the main 
like singer slash dancer on the stage. And I was right. I reminded myself to look it up later. I just looked it up before this. So So she must be tight with James Gunn. And it was like an uncredited role. And you only see her face for a second, but I was like, that... Because they had kind of linger on her for a minute. So I was like, that seems... Good eye. Familiar. There wasn't really anybody else um, uncredited that I noticed. I mean, Sean Gunn pops up as that other guy, but he has a line, so that's not really a cameo. I think the guy standing next to him in line was also another supervillain, but I don't remember who it was. Well, I mean, Sylvester Stallone is in this, and he was in... Using Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Obviously, what's his name? Mary Poppins. Michael Rooker. Yeah. Yeah. All these guys must love James Gunn. Well, the whole cast rallied behind him. In solidarity. I'm sure he would have gotten more people if he could. I'm sure, like, all the other people's schedules were really busy. Obviously, he wasn't going to get fucking Chris. One of the rats... Uh, rat catcher rats were named in the credits. There were two, and one of them was Crisp Rat. <laughs> so maybe the other one was like a Zoe Saldana thing, and uh, no Dave Bautista either. But I don't know if he and James Gunn are buddy buddy right now. He's just always on Twitter complaining about stuff and like creative decisions made about Drax. So I'm like, I don't. It's not really directed at James Gunn, but uh, I feel like enough. Um, yeah, so I did like that bar scene in general a lot, like that inclusion. Yeah. And they're taking shots of like a Italian bitter herb liqueur. Seems disgusting. That would not have been my pick for a shot, John Cena. Like, why not? Like, it's the only one he knew. (laughs) This is so weird. I, John Cena's character in this is such a, such a dick. I was... Yeah, I mean, the whole movie, I was kind of like, who who and why are all of these people? But I guess that's, like, the point. It's yeah. just, like... I mean, you were asking earlier, like, how did John Cena's character end up in prison? I feel like I can easily see how he would end up in prison. <laughs> he would definitely, like, commit heinous crimes. Like, if but someone... But he seems in the, like a soldier. But he probably committed, like, war crimes because he was like, oh, you want me to do this? Well, I did it. But I also killed, like, I blew up a school bus or something. I guess, but it just seemed like he was such a soldier. And, like, if he was... And didn't don't they say he was in the military? So I'm like, um, why? How did he not... How did he fall out of favor with them? Because it seems like they would... He would do this voluntarily. Like, without the thing in his head, he'd be like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I really don't know. But they're giving him a series, which is why he's not Alive. dead. And they had announced the series before. So, like, they're already filming it. So when they killed him, or, you know, when Bloodsport shot him through the neck, I was like, oh, so it's a prequel. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's not a prequel. I kind of wish he had stayed dead. Like, my man, my man killed Rick Flagg. It was going to kill Ratcatcher. Yeah, but, like, Idris Elba went up on him. That was my other favorite moment from the movie is when Idris Elba falls down the, on the, like, platform. Of Just surfing down the building? Yeah. That was so... We already talked about the Harley Quinn fight scene. That was tied for my favorite scene with the whole sequence from them. I was cheating to have a sequence, I guess, but from them getting off the bus to Starro escaping. Like, I just loved all of that. Like, when they're in the parking lot and King Shark literally rips that guy That's in like half. That's like 30 minutes of the movie. I know. That's why it's really <laughs> cheating. <laughs> 
That's like my favorite section of the movie, I suppose. So you just like the whole like coup kind of taking yeah, over. Like, and I was like, if you guys can hear that, it's like storming outside of us right now. Rain was not in the forecast today. It seems really loud. Now it is. Yeah, I feel like it just got louder. So apologies about that. Hopefully it doesn't get too loud. Um, I actually did like Starro. He he's like grotesque, but like also a clever way to use. I think like a very old school comic book villain because like the villain from the first one was Enchantress, I guess. I don't even remember. Was just like super boring, and it had like the big like sky beam thing, and I was just like, what? Why are we fighting this? So, Starro should be. Another case of like, why is the Suicide Squad fighting this? But it makes it, it makes a little bit more sense to me because Waller's like, don't do it. But they have like the skills to handle it, and it's just completely ridiculous. It kind of reminds me of Venom, like the way it yeah. kind of takes over your conscious or whatever, and the way it like kind of acts. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like the thumb guy from Spy Kids. It really does. And that was disconcerting, I would say. Nobody likes... Did not like the eye. Didn't like the Harley Quinn scene with the eye. Didn't watch it, really, if I'm being honest. Well, it was a weird juxtaposition with the music that they chose for that scene. Um, yeah, not so good. Uh, the eyes and the rats. Didn't like neither, the rats Neither either. things that you like. Yeah, you were with Idris Elba on that one. Didn't... We decided not to go see this in theaters because we were at home and we're like, it's already on HBO. We were lazy. I said, I'm really glad we didn't see it in theaters because I didn't need to see any of that on the big (laughs) screen. I could turn away and look at my phone when I didn't want to watch it. Easy peasy. So, yeah, the whole last part of the movie is Waller tries to get them to stop going after Starro, but her team rebels. Thank God. I mean, obviously we knew. I just was kind of hoping she was going to be like, fuck it, let's just see what they do. Because, I mean, for her, either way, it's like they could die, so what's the harm? But I think for her, it's all about power and control. She's a very controlling person that has a lot of issues. (laughs) It might be an understatement. Um, Yeah, and I like that. So she gets knocked out, and then that woman, like, automatically is just, like, to that guy. She turns around, and she's like, Dale, get on the fucking satellite! <laughs> and I was like, okay, you guys are going to keep it going. That was I, also a great moment, yeah, when they all kind of they unionized. jumped into action. Yeah, I wanted to see more, like, of the fallout that would happen. Me too. But I'm kind of glad they didn't, because I feel like she could have done some damage. I'm like... I don't want that, so maybe it's fine just leaving it. Yeah, at least it. those two are still alive. Yeah, you know, you know, and like, no, who her. knows about their children? Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. I mean, she's the villain. <laughs> she really is. Um, so, shout out to Polka Dot Man for single-handedly taking out one of Starro's legs. They had to. They had to kill him because he could have just killed Starro himself. His interdimensional virus was too strong. Yeah. And Ratcatcher 2 gets the most, like, emotional scene of the movie. When uh, she we get a flashback to her With and Tico her dad. Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi, yeah. Because we, the, the bit earlier about 
him being an addict and then dying was like sad enough, but I, I liked that they brought it back. And, uh, my reaction, pretty much everyone's that I've read in regards to that was like, how the fuck did you make me care about this character whose power is controlling rats? I also really liked her way of framing the addiction, like his burdens. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just really, it was very poetic, it her was. whole story. I was like, where did this come from? And I, I feel like they also did this a little bit in the first one where they just like randomly did backstories to the characters like in the middle of the movie. Well, in the first one, they had like this whole thing in the beginning where it would show you the character... And then it would do like a splash screen with their name and a bunch of stuff about it. And then it would show you. Okay. So for Captain Boomerang, they had him um, oh, yeah, getting caught like by the Flash. Scene. And then they, they had Deadshot fighting Batman. Um, so I feel like they made it a bit more organic. Even though like you could probably argue that that last flashback, like, well, actually, no. I think it was very well placed. Well, because, like, the polka dot guy, they were just like, okay, your turn to share. Like, it was just kind of almost apropos of nothing, but, like, that was kind of the whole vibe of the movie. Yeah, for sure. I think it and I think it made sense, especially for him, to just dump that on people, because he is not, you know... Right. <laughs> that seems like something he would actually do. Did you have more specific notes, or did you have, like, overall stuff? Um, I think it's mostly overall stuff. I was kind of... I'm trying to remember, like, I looked up the Ratcatcher 2 actor, and she was in something. Um, she did, like, a voice dub of something in Portuguese. Let me see. But she hadn't really been in anything else before? Um, not really. I mean, she's been in a couple... Uh, well, she's been in some Portuguese movies and TV yeah, she was the Portuguese voice for Spider-Gwen in Into the Spider-Verse. So. But um, this was her first English language film, theatrical oh. film. Wow. So I don't. I wonder how she got on uh, WB or James Gunn's radar, but she was a great choice. Um, the only other, I guess, like character we haven't really talked about is the um, Mega Mind guy. Or oh, Dr. Thinker. Yeah, yeah not, not much to talk about there i feel like kind of gross to look at he reminded me of the character from sky high i think his name is megamind <laughs> yeah yeah uh he was he was like a fun inclusion but i was like they really got like an overqualified actor for this <laughs> he didn't have that much going on yeah and like they were like oh he's like psychotic and then <laughs> he's gone and like all of the people like I everything was just so underplayed, I guess. Yeah. Again, like I just had to kind of sit with that it was like this was the type of movie it was. I think that was gonna be my overall thought. I'm like, I think that this was a good movie for what it was. This is just not the kind of movie I wanna watch. Like this is not my preferred genre by any means. So like I think it'd be unfair to be like, Well, I didn't really like it, but I just didn't like it for me, but I feel like I could recommend it to other people. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a bit, like, more on, like, the cynical side in terms of characters and, like, just... But I, but would, I liked Deadpool more than this. Yeah, I agree. It's just a bit more... Um, Deadpool is just... I would see more of them. I think they're 
fun kind of concepts. And I am more appreciative of the first movie doing, like, this is just a one-mission thing because I think it set it up for this to do that well. Even though I think they did it badly in the first one, they did it well in this one and, like okay, the next one will just be, like, one mission. Like, I think that it's kind of nice that they've set it up as, like, a, a one-shot like yeah. that now. Because I wonder if well, James Gunn's going to be preoccupied with Guardians 3, and I wonder... I mean, this was not financially successful. It has made very little money. Um, but I feel like they recognize that people like it. So between this and... Robert Pattinson's Batman, I don't think it's going to be R-rated, but it's, like, darker. I wonder if they're going to get into, like, doing the more, like, violent, mature, like, one-off stories, because that's where they could excel instead of trying to compete with the MCU. Well, the financially successful thing, like, they provide it for free on HBO. Like, how are they reckoning with that like how are they able to say it wasn't financially well i think some of the other movies that they've done this release schedule with have made a lot more money than suicide squad did and i think it's i feel like the only one was justice league but it was also only available on hbo it wasn't i think like well mortal mortal Kombat was viewed more on hbo max than this was but i think it probably made less money in the theaters um Wonder Woman 1984 came out like this. Yeah. I mean, there's been... I couldn't tell you them all, but there's been a handful that they've done this release with already. I just think it was underwhelmed. And I think the Delta variant is not helping matters. It's a bad time to be releasing movies. Um, But I really hope that they're not dissuaded from it because this was way better than the first one. And it's kind of nice for them to not have to... Also, this is its own niche. Like, no one else is doing this. So I think that's good for them to have something that Marvel doesn't have. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, Marvel is never going to be like, we're going to do this incredibly violent. They're owned by Disney. I mean, I guess they own Deadpool now. Yeah. And they're already talking about what they're going to do about Deadpool. I think Deadpool's still going to be rated R, but it's different. It's very, like. Yeah, I'm comparing them because it's the only comparison, but they are not the same by any means. Things like this, I mean, they could go. You know, like, I know it was, like, a Marvel at Fox thing, but leaning into doing stories like Logan and stuff, I think that they would have... Joker. Right. I think they... And they're going to do, like, a second Joker. I think they will have a lot of success um, following that. I mean, yeah, DC's always been darker. Yeah. So... They just gotta... They just gotta learn to stick with it. And, I mean, like... this new Robert Pattinson movie. That's what I'm saying. And, like, they're doing it, and they're also going to have, like... There's a new Shazam. So it's not like they're putting their eggs all in one basket. But when Marvel is never going to do something to this level or, like, you yeah. said, Joker and stuff, it seems pretty clear. And the Flash movie, which will be lighter. Yeah. Um, a couple other things. So we already talked about our favorite scenes. We don't need to go over that again. Um, a lot of powers. Whose powers would you want? Because I was really struggling here. You don't want the polka dot? I really don't want... I don't know. I don't want to throw up polka dots in the middle of the night every night. Um, the disembodiment thing seems useful. That was literally going to be my option because I'm like, no one else in this movie, there's not a lot of people with like powers, one. Like most of the people on the team don't really have powers. They're just skilled. There's two good shots. There's Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, and I don't want to control rats. 
I don't want to be a shark either, so... Isn't that also just, like, a tool that she has? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, I would control rats and have them stay away from me. (laughs) So have them do my bidding. Yeah, Yeah, have them literally go anywhere else. Don't uh, don't keep Um, you warm at night. Harley Quinn's probably my favorite character from it. Yeah. So I'll say that. Okay. I I am just going to, just in terms of having some useful powers, I'll take... TDK, the detachable kids. Um, Cause I was watching these guys talk about it and they're like, you know, that scene where they've killed the drivers of the prison truck and John Cena is trying to grab the wheel. They're like, he would have come in handy right now. Yeah. Yeah. He would have <laughs> handy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm not going to get into a fight with it. Cause we see how that goes for him. Which of the Marvel Good boys and girls would be a good foe for them. Um, yeah, I was trying to think about this. You know, you could have, like, Bloodsport or Peacemaker go up against Hawkeye just in terms of, like, good shots. But that's not that exciting. I was trying to think of somebody that King Shark could fight. <laughs> Besides, like, Hulk. I yeah. feel like we always say Hulk. Like, King Shark could probably go toe-to-toe with, like, one of the super soldiers, which would be a fun watch. You know what would be really funny is Loki. Against? Because he would in, the entire, in yeah, some yeah. world be also in Suicide Squad, but like him or him trying to like be like leading this group of misfits and them not really. And that seeing that. Be, just like that interaction, because I think he's like the one that could cross over to this world easiest. For sure. That would be very funny. Most of these guys. We're we're talking like on such different power levels, so I was really I couldn't really think of too many people. Who could Harley Quinn fight? You know. I would like to see her go up against like Black Widow. Yeah. Fighting style, fighting skills. I guess. Hmm. I think that would a, be a good fight. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine who would who would win that fight. I mean, I got money on Black yeah. Widow, but... Black Widow, you got fighting techniques and precision versus pure savagery. Well, and, like, chaos. I know I don't think she, she would, like, do great against that. And, like, Harley Quinn wouldn't care. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, this is fun. And I think that would make Black Widow mad, but, like, I think it would be a good fight. Yeah. She'd be, like, trying to talk to her, like... Really unnerve everybody involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say, really. Overall, um, this was a huge... Glad we watched it. Yeah. Huge improvement. Um, good sign for, for DC's side of things. Hopefully they're on the up and up after this. I don't know uh, what the next movie to be set in the DC universe will be. There's a lot being shot, but they're not particularly close. Well, Batman, right? Well, okay, yeah. I said, I was saying like DCEU, like the Justice League universe. Oh, so, well, I guess but yeah, Flash. Batman is going to be next. And you're, I think it is Flash and then... Or Shazam. See, they're gonna I be don't Flash know if they're Shazam. filming Shazam yet. They are, yeah. Okay. And then Aquaman's also filming, but who knows about that. Oh, so. yeah. Forgot about Aquaman. A lot going on. And I like I think that movie, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited for all the ones coming up in DC, so I hope they can keep the quality up. We're rooting for you, DC. We really are. Not the city, but 
That too. Sure. Okay. Thanks for listening and thanks for leaving us that five-star review. We really, really appreciate it. So you know who you are. Yeah. Shout out. Thanks so much. And uh, make sure to hit us up on our social media if you want to talk about the credit song and its uncanny resemblance to Rocky Horror or anything else we talked about on today's episode. And until next time, we We are are out out of the the superverse. superverse.